0: Thank you so much for being here, everyone, today at Homestead Church. We're glad you're with us. Kids, if you're a kid, put your hand up. If you're a kid in here, say, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Kids, it's great having you. Normally, our kids are in Big Top Kids service. Linnea does a great job leading that there with us today. So um, I'm going to keep this nice and short um, because I know we're dealing with some short attention spans today. And in addition to that, the kids are in here too. So... (laughs) Um, I am so glad you're with us today. Christmas is almost here. Kids, are you excited for Christmas? Less than a week. You've been waiting for this for 51 weeks since last Christmas. It's going to be awesome. I hope, families, you've taken some time leading up to this to enjoy this holiday season, celebrate all the good, the lights, the music. Do you got any favorite Christmas movies? We have a few Christmas movies. Hopefully you've had a chance to slow down or maybe this week you'll have a chance to slow down. Um, maybe even after Christmas you could slow down and continue to celebrate Christmas. I I laugh at families that are, as soon as like Christmas evening rolls around, they're like, let's get all these lights down, because they're the ones that decorated at the end of September. By the time Christmas rolls around, they're ready for it to be taken down. But we enjoy, at the Kerr House, partly because we enjoy celebrating Christmas past Christmas, and partly because we're We procrastinate taking down all the decorations. But I love the idea of Christmas arriving and we continue to celebrate. You know, the 12 Days of Christmas song, the 12 Days of Christmas, that idea, it starts on Christmas Day. That's the first day of Christmas. So, and it continues for 12 days after that. So, by the time we get to, you know, Lord's a-leaping, we're a week and a half past Christmas and we're still celebrating. I hope we will continue to do that. And in addition to all those good things, um, one of the perks of living in this uh, frosty climate is that in two days, it's going to be 29 degrees. You know how good 29 degrees is going to feel in two days? That's like the blessing. Anyone says, why do you live in Minnesota? I mean, I'm from Canada, same thing. Why do you live in a cold climate? We say, because nowhere else in the world do people appreciate 29 degrees more than people in this part of the world. That's like... If you think about the, the temperature this morning to 29 degrees, that's like 55 degrees difference. That's like over half a hundred degrees right there in two days. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be washing my car in the driveway. It's going to be silly. It's going to be great. Um, I am uh, excited to share Christmas Eve with you. I'd love to have you join us with the lovely Methodist congregation here at 5 o'clock. We'll sing some songs to candles. I love Christmas Eve. As we think of the good things about Christmas, Christmas Eve is my favorite. When we get home as a family, we light some candles, we have a nice meal together, play some music. If you have a fireplace, the fireplace is on in our house until we get a fireplace put in. The Yule Log channel is on with the fireplace on the TV. It is a great night. I hope you are enjoying this Christmas season. We are in a series we're calling Good News, and we wanted to do it around the Christmas season because we celebrate all the good things this time of year. We started out the series when we talked about it's a lot to do with perspective, whether or not you have good things or bad things, it's a lot to do with what you focus on, where your perspective is. I love that video with all the kids up there because it gives you a snapshot of different views of good in the world, of what favorite things are. It's laying on the beach. It's time with family. Or it's a remote control monster truck, or my favorite moment was throwing stars. (laughs) Like out of nowhere, out of nowhere, young Peronto says throwing stars, and that's perfect. So maybe this Christmas, all you need is a throwing star and a remote control monster truck. Um, we are celebrating uh, the week. Uh, last week, we had the kids with us doing their musical. Kids, you did a great job. We highlighted that the good news that comes this Christmas season is for all people. We highlighted that kids, you are good. Kids, you're good news. Sometimes maybe your parents don't recognize it, but you are awesome news all the time. Kids, it's great to have you with us. And today, the week before Christmas, we celebrate the good news of Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, Jesus coming to earth to provide a way for us to be saved, forgiven, and set free. I am mindful that this time of year, for some of you, maybe some family members, it is a hard time. Maybe you have experienced loss this past year. Maybe you have experienced loss that you, when you get together with Christmas time, it brings up some of that hurt, some of that those uh, bad memories. And so for you, if Christmas is a hard time for you, I want to pray for you. And I'm just praying for you this week that uh, that the light and love of Jesus would be with you during this time. So today, I just have a couple quick Christmas thoughts. And we're going to look at the book of Luke, chapter 1. This is a very well-known part of the Christmas story, Luke, chapter 1. This is, and if you know the Christmas story, you would know this. Mary, in the middle of the night, one night, an angel appears to her and says... You're going to have a baby, and his name is going to be Jesus, and he is going to save the people from their sins. And if you read earlier on in Luke chapter 1, Mary's it says Mary was greatly troubled because she didn't really understand this whole situation. What could this mean? And I read that, and I thought my first reaction would be, who is in my room? That would be more like my, there's a floating angel in my room, kids. Have you ever had to wake up mom and dad in the middle of the night? In, I, in my house, if a kid wakes me up in the middle of the night, it takes me, I don't wake up well. If it was me, I was in that room when an angel appeared. I get scared when a kid is standing in my room. My first instinct is, who's, who's talking right now? And the poor kid has to like just wake me up because they had a bad dream. Mary's response was being troubled. How can this be? How can this be? How can this be what you're saying, Mr. Angel? How can this be? And uh, so I have a few thoughts on that. We are going to read some verses, Luke chapter 1, and this is Mary's response after it has all kind of sunk in a little bit, after she's coming to grips with what the angel has told her, what God has spoken to her. This is Mary's song in Luke chapter 1, verse 46. I want to read some verses. They're going to be up on the screen. Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 49 says this on the screen. There we go. And Mary said... My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. We're going to leave those words up there for the remainder of my little talk this morning. I underlined three points, and I want to highlight those three things. Three Christmas thoughts this morning. And that first one, Mary recognized right away, the first one is this, that this is not just a season to celebrate Christmas, what we do. This is God coming as our Savior. This is a Savior. For the Israelites in this time, in this culture, they had heard about the Savior. There had been written prophecies about a Savior that was coming for hundreds and thousands of years. And now all of a sudden, Mary, recognizing this is the time. The Savior has come. There is a Savior. Our sin can be forgiven. We can have a relationship with God. That, in addition to all the great things with Christmas, kids, in addition to all the lights and movies and treats and candy and songs and gifts, we have to remember this, that it is about a Savior, that we, have, we can have forgiveness for our sins because of Emmanuel, God with us. She recognizes, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. He has come to save us. Second thought is this, that underlined passage there. He has been mindful, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. He is mindful. He is a God who is mindful. And what I mean by that, he thinks of you. Our God is mindful of you. Our God thinks highly of you. Our God, Emmanuel celebrates God with us. We also celebrate that God is for us. God is for us. Maybe you've been in church and you've heard about God and you think more of like the judge up in heaven just waiting for someone to mess up so he can smoosh you with his big God thumb and you don't often think of God being for you. I love that Mary spoke these words, that he has been mindful of us our lowly state god is mindful god is thinking of you he holds you in high regard he is for you kids i put it this way god thinks you're awesome kids look at me for a second i want you to know this god thinks you're awesome you might go to school and you might have some friends at school who say mean things or some people at school and you can say to them whatever their names are trinity and xander or whoever whatever their names are you know what you can say those things but you can just remember God thinks I'm awesome, right? Kids, I want you to remember that. God loves you so much. He thinks you're awesome. He thinks you're great for all of us. He thinks so highly of you. God is with us, Emmanuel. God is for us. He is mindful of us. He thinks you're great. He holds you in such high regard. And the third one is this. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. My third thought has to do with that word blessed. Blessed would be something we would see on social media whenever something good happens, right? Someone will say, hashtag blessed, and they think, well, that means that something good just happened to me. I'm blessed. Well, in the New Testament, so if you know the Bible, you know that it was originally written in the Greek language, the New Testament. And then over the years, it got translated to English. So sometimes translating it to English it doesn't really convey the whole meaning that we want, so we have to look at what the original Greek word was. Now, in the New Testament, anytime you see the word blessed, it's one of two Greek words, all right? So, here, here's where it gets a little fun. We're going to participate a little bit. The most common usage of the word blessed is from the Greek word eulogio, all right? Everyone say eulogio. Eulogio, that's gonna be a fun word to say. Fun word, eulogio. Made me think of Elf, what's the scene in Elf? That's fun, that's a fun word name. Francisco, that's fun. Francisco, eulogio, it's fun to say. That Greek word, eulogio spelled like eulogy, that's where we get the word eulogy, to speak highly of someone, okay? To speak highly of someone. If you go to a funeral, there's a eulogy, someone eulogizes, they speak highly of the person. Um, That's where a lot of the times you see the word blessed in the New Testament, that's the Greek word it comes from. But not this one. There's only two times in the New Testament where the word blessed means something else from a different Greek word. And this different Greek word is makario. Everyone say makario. makario. Still pretty fun. Not as fun as eulogio or Francisco. But makario. This is the Greek word that this word blessed is translated And it's different than speaking highly of someone, blessing someone. This Greek word means that God is dwelling in, that God's presence has come, that God has intervened, that God has stepped in. The presence of God is manifest here. So when Mary is saying... I am blessed. Future generations will call me blessed. She's not saying that people are gonna speak highly of me. She is saying that she recognizing that God, she recognizes that God has stepped in, that God has intervened, that God has is dwelling in this situation. Mary knew she was blessed because God, for lack of a better term, had interrupted her life. God had intervened. And her life would never be the same. The presence of God was dwelling in her. Mary knew she was blessed because God was dwelling in her. She is blessed because God, not only is Emmanuel God with us, not only holds us in high regard, God is for us, but the presence of God is in us. We are blessed. When we invite Jesus into our life, he comes in, the Holy Spirit of God comes in and he dwells in us. We are blessed because God has arrived. We are blessed because God has arrived in the midst of any sort of uncertain circumstance. And Mary would have been the one to say, "In the, I've got some pretty uncertain circumstances going on right now. I'm not sure how all of this happened, but I know my life is never gonna be the same. But in the midst of that, she can say, I am blessed because God is in me. God is in this situation. God is dwelling in in us. So when we think of Emmanuel this Christmas season, let's remember that it's more than just Emmanuel, God coming to earth as a baby. It's God coming to dwell in us. God coming to dwell in you, his presence in you to invade your life to interfere with some of your circumstances, to change your life so that, like Mary, you can say, my life will never be the same because God is dwelling in me. That is why this Christmas season we can truly say, if you know Jesus, that you can truly say that you are truly blessed. God is with us. God is for us. And God is in us. He dwells in us. So as we wrap up in a minute, I just have a couple more minutes, and then Christy's going to share a song, and then we'll sing a couple Christmas carols as we close together. But maybe you're here today, and uh, you know, maybe you just, you know God from being around church, and you kind of believe in God. You know that we celebrate Christmas, that God came to earth, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. But maybe you can't quite grasp this idea of God thinking highly of you, God valuing you, God holding you in high regard, God being for you that he loves you, that he wants to do a work in you for your life to prosper and to be blessed. Maybe you're, you're maybe you're here and you believe in God, but you don't have that idea that God is for you. Well, I want you to open up your heart to that idea today. he loves you. He is for you. And maybe you kind of get that, and maybe part of your spiritual journey has been to, you know, I kind of believe some of these things, but you have never gotten to a point where you have made God dwell in your heart where you have invited him in, where you've invited Jesus to dwell in you, to come into your life, influence your life, impact your life so that your life would never be the same. And wherever you're at on your spiritual journey, I know everybody's in a different spot. Maybe you're just checking this place out or just checking out church or just once maybe, you know, for the first time kind of opening up your mind to maybe believing in God, and that's fine. Maybe you are believing in God and you want to take a step and realizing that God is for you, I would encourage you to do that. And maybe you're here today and you would say, I've been at church and I've been a part of this for a long time, but I've never really invited Jesus in to my life, to God to dwell in me. And I want to encourage you, if that's you and you want to take a step today, just take that step. I would love to talk to you more about that. But if you simply just say, God, I invite you in. I know that you're my savior. I know that you can forgive my sins and I invite you into my life. And the Bible says you would be born again and you would have the Spirit of God dwelling in you. But I want to encourage you, this Christmas, there's a week left to Christmas, just open yourself up in addition to all the good things that we celebrate, family and lights and movies and throwing stars and monster trucks and all those great things. Open yourself up to the good news this Christmas season. Open yourself up to the presence of God. Open yourself up to the idea that He loves you and is for you he wants to dwell in your life. You'll never live a more fulfilling life than when you invite God in and you are open and obedient to him. This is the good news. God has come to earth. He is Emmanuel. God is with us, he is for us, and he is in us. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you are all these things that it's not just a memory of a God that we celebrate today, that you are alive. Thank you that you weren't a God that just stayed distant and left us on our own, even in our helpless ways, that you came to earth for us, that we could have a savior and a way to be right with you. So, Lord, if there's people here today that want to take that step, I just ask that you would speak to their hearts, tug on their hearts today, reveal yourself to them. Help us to know that you are with us, that you are for us, that you love us, and that you want to dwell in us. I thank you for this church. I thank you for all the kids that are here. I pray that you would raise them up to be great people of faith. I pray for those who are hurting today at this time of year. I pray that you would bring peace and hope and mercy to them. For all of us, may we recognize that we are truly blessed because of what you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.